Hello and welcome to A Product of Proverbs. I am Joshua Fowler, the host of this podcast in which I sit down with my co-host and dad, Reverend Roy Fowler, to discuss life and how to navigate through the ups and downs. This podcast is all about sharing wisdom, with us looking at the book of Proverbs as our roadmap on how to live a healthy and fulfilling life. My father, who has been in the ministry for nearly 30 years, will provide listeners with an in-depth explanation of the biblical principles while I apply these principles to the real-life situations that many of us millennials face on a daily basis. Please follow us on Instagram at A Product of Proverbs, and if you like this podcast, share it with anyone that you feel it may help. With that being said, let's get into the show. What's up, Dad? Uh, not much, Josh. How about you? Man, everything is everything. Just really working hard to get this podcast off the ground. Um, from the last time we checked in, we are now available on all platforms. So you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, our website, which you can listen on your desktop computer, a laptop, or your cell phone. So really, there's no excuse for anyone not to be able to access this kind of the way that it was when we put out that first one on SoundCloud. Okay, you've been working pretty hard. That's the perfect lead-in into our topic today is intention. I've been very intentional, and it's shown good fruits. I mean, the podcast has really taken off. We have over 100 listeners on our episodes already. We're two episodes in. So that that's something to look forward to, and just the reviews and feedback I've been getting from people. It's been very good. People are very excited about it. I'm very excited about it. Today's topic, as I said, was intention. We're going to start off with our proverb for today. Our proverb for today is Proverbs 21 and 2, which the translation that I read says, Man thinks his ways are right, but God judges his heart. And it goes right in line with intention. What's your intention? What's your heart? What's your why behind these things? Yeah, yeah. And it says every man or every way of a man is right in his own eye. So he kind of thinks he's right, but there's a lot of things that come into forming that thought. I always wonder... What is the good intention? What's the best intention for why you do things? Yeah, you got to have a what, you got to have a why. Different things determine your what. And you just got a lot of a lot of things you think you're right because of what you've used to define it. And at the end of the day, God knows that it's tainted and it's corrupted. And he says that in Jeremiah 17 and 9, that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. We're fallen world. We're a fallen man, and that's what we're dealing with. Reading about the fallen man, I'm reading Genesis. I made a 2020 thing that I'm going to read the whole Bible. And on my flight from West Virginia, uh, I figured that I might have bit off more than I could chew because when we were taken off, I started reading Genesis 1 and 1. And when we landed in Atlanta, I wasn't even halfway through with Genesis. One of the craziest things to me, the Tower of Babel. Yeah. When yeah. the world was coming together, and it was funny because if I didn't understand in the scripture, I just went to Google. God broke that down because that was wicked, and that goes into intention because the Tower of Babel was all of the nations coming together to build this tall tower in the sky so that if God flooded the earth again, they had somewhere to go and they wouldn't be wiped out. What was their intention? I'm like, why were all of these people coming together? They were going to work together. They were going to be together. 
But then God stopped that from happening because they weren't coming together for good intentions. They were coming together almost to beat God. But think about that, though, and this is a lesson for all of us. Look at what you can accomplish when you work together, good or bad. Yeah. So that's a lesson for us all. And that's one of the things that um, hurt us is that we're not together. The why. I look at all the whys, and it's very big to me. Uh, it's going to be a repeating theme in this podcast just because of the impact that he had on my life. But Nipsey Hussle is always big on what's your intention. He always had intentions to spark a change, to make a change. And it all comes down to where your intentions are. And I wonder sometimes, because he was very, he was very good at elaborating on that and sharing his thoughts and, and what he was thinking when he was 16 what he was thinking when he was 21, what okay. he was thinking at 30. I always wonder, like, what, what were your intentions and what have your intentions been kind of throughout life? Because I know what my intentions and, and how I lived and moved at 16 and at 21, but I think, like, so what, what was my dad doing? What was my dad thinking, not at certain ages, but at certain stages of impact? Just yeah. to start the ministry. Because, I mean, you got into the ministry young, around my age, actually. Yeah, but I think what happened when I got into the church, um, I just got very active in the church and kind of just moved from one level of uh, commitment to another. And I really never had any thoughts of being a, a minister or especially being a pastor early on or even when I was really serving in my early 20s when I was just serving the church. I was just doing... Um, what I thought was right to do, um, because I, I really know that there's more to life than what we do and just making a living. There's something that's really more fulfilling and rewarding than that, and I found that in the church. When I felt the call to the ministry, just move you know, slowly uh, towards that and just kept doing what uh, opportunities came my way. And... 30 years later, I'm still excited about it and still concerned, still have the compassion for the people. Nothing's changed. To pivot some and stay on the track of intention, but to take it out of church, I also look at, because I'm at that stage in my life, uh, you've been the ideal kind of family man. You know, you've been married for all this time. You have your three kids that you raised and, yeah. and put through school, and now we're all in the world taking care of ourselves now. But was there kind of very intentional efforts in that? How how was that? When you were born, um, it really dawned on me, me that I have an awesome responsibility. And even though I was married and we were living, you know, and we were serving, I was pastoring, I realized that it was different. And I had a responsibility. Um, it was, it was really, I was almost overwhelmed by it, but I prayed to God to help me in it because that's what he'll do, and he did. But I was determined to give y'all opportunities to be successful, and I did what I did to try to make that happen. So my intent, my intention, my purpose was to give y'all a, a life that would give y'all the opportunities now, either you would take advantage of them or not, 
but at least my goal was to give you the opportunities to be successful, give you the tools to help you to be successful. And we did that, being intentional and it, as it relates to a purpose. Um, you got to have a goal, and this can transfer from um, raising a family. Or it, it can transfer over into life. It can transfer from the things of God, but it has to do with the things of life. You got to have goals. There's five, five things I've put down as it relates to that. You got to have a goal. You got to have a plan. Um, that's what I did. I knew what it took to get to where I wanted to be, so I had a plan to, uh, to do that. So you put your plan together, then you take action on that plan. You got to do it. You know, you got to have accountability. That's very important. If you can get somebody to hold you accountable, um, it'll help you. Uh, and you can walk better when you got somebody walking with you to help you, to encourage you, and sometimes to correct you. But find an accountability partner. It'll really help. And then, as we talked about last week, you got to be consistent. You got to work your plan. So if you have a goal that you're going to have a million dollars, then you got to have a plan. It ain't just going to happen. So a goal, with a, a goal without a plan is nothing but a wish or a want. Because that goes back to, like you said, intention and intention for this podcast. We yeah. started off with how much work has been put into this. Yeah. From setting up websites to getting EINs and registering corporations and getting approved for Apple and sending stuff to Spotify doing pilot episodes, sending those out to people, getting feedback, even to just like the, the investment and the plan into this. I mean, we got microphones setting up studio equipment, learning how to how to work all this. None of this was a wish. I wish I had a podcast. Right. right. It was all planned out. It was for this podcast, I'm going to need this, 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 and this. And then even saying, like you're laughing at me, I'm talking about we need to think about video, but... I mean, to think that we got a podcast now, but there's still so many steps in this plan to get into different platforms, different avenues to to think of where to take it offline, to think of how to how to take it the next level. None of it is by luck. None of it no, is, is. You got to be intentional. And that would be a challenge to anybody that's listening to this. Grab a sheet of paper and think about all your goals. Just write down what you want to accomplish, what you want to do. And beside every goal, write why. Yes. I, I don't do anything without examining the why. That also hurts me from dealing with a lot of people because when I examine their motives and they're not clear in the why, it, it shortens my patience for dealing with them because I can tell that it's going to come back to hurt you in the end when you're dealing with someone that's kind of lost, just floating around without any intentions on why they want to do things. Also, I have this exercise with people. So I've had this exercise with friends before, and we'll have the exercise where we say, so why? You want to do this? Why? And I've had people's whole list change. They just got to scratch the list because they don't know why they want anything. Why do you want that house? Why do you want that car? Why did you pick that job? Why are you in this career field? A lot of people at our age are ready for 360 or 180 switches. Because they just like, whoa, when I was a kid, I wanted to be rich. I wanted to have a million dollars. I needed a big salary, a Benz, and a mansion. Now they on the path to getting that, and they realize their motive was all wrong. They are living the most unfulfilling lives. So now 
they think back to, so what do I really want to do? Mm-hmm. I want to help people. I want to do this. Yeah. And so it helps to, at every turn in life, stop and examine your why so you don't go too far down the wrong path. Because you'd hate to get your PhD in something that you don't care nothing yeah. about. Yeah. Now you done wasted all this time and you got to go start over. Because realistically, you're going to have to start over with a good why. You're only going to be able to go so long not happy. And you said a lot there, especially with um, the why. Why do you do what you do? And why is very important. And I, I like that, Josh. And I hope people um, hear that and, and do that because you'll save yourself from a lot of pain, problems, uh, and progress if you would go ahead and do that now. A lot of people are, are interested in and making and focusing on lifestyle changes. And for people that make a lifestyle change, stick to it, and succeed in it, usually they have clear intentions on why do I need to change this? Yeah. What am I changing this for? Yeah. Think about the guy that, and I think about myself, um, if I say, oh, I need to save money, for what? Just so you have money, you probably won't save your money. But if I say, I need to save money because I want to buy a house. Yeah. I want to save money because I want to go back to school. I want to save money because I want to invest in this. Then you're probably going to save your money once you have a clear why. Why do you want to work out? And even sometimes going back to the proverb, man always thinks that his intention is good. I want to work out so I can look good. That usually doesn't stick because you're not going to see immediate results. Your why needs to be because I want to live healthy, because I want productive hobbies, because I want something. You need a good why. Just having a why isn't enough. You need to have pure intentions and a pure heart in why you're making your why because usually those bad intentions don't appear bad at the surface. Right, right. You think, okay, I'm working out because I want to look good. Why you want to look good? I want to have access to to these partners, or I want to have access to these people, or I want people to look at me this way, or I want to appear like this to people. That's not a good why. If you go down the wrong path or spend too much time and energy on a bad why, um, it leads to weariness. It leads to, to you feeling down. It leads to a buzzword for my generation because mental health is big to us, but depression. Yeah, You get depressed. Yes. You, you feel really down. And that's a good segment into your sermon because in your sermon today, you did uh, preach with, and the title was Dealing with Weariness. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed yeah. the breakdown of what weariness meant. You said it was fatigue. It was it was being tired. It was burnout. And a lot of people deal with that in their oh, careers, yeah. Yeah. in their lives. They just deal with this burnout. Yeah, it was something that was really on my heart. And that word, um, weariness, because I was thinking about the things that people battle against. And there's so many things that can weigh you down in that area and cause you to feel um, discouraged, zap you of your energy, take away your will, your desire. Uh, You're tired, frustrated. Um, Then you get angry. Sometimes you just get uh, apathetic and kind of withdraw. And you got to be careful against that. And, And Paul wrote about that 
to the, um, I guess it was the sixth chapter, ninth verse of Galatians, when he said, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And see, a lot of people give up, and they're that close to deliverance, that close to a breakthrough, that close to victory, but they give up because they've been worn out. Um, and it leads to depression, discouragement, and it's very big. Uh, mental illness, uh, illness is really big. Um, it's real. You just can't ignore it. You can't just act like it's not there. Uh, you can't be ashamed and hide, and that's what we've done a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to be strong. We got to let people see how strong we are. But, you know, people are hurting, and I told them, and I showed them, if you're feeling those type of ways, you're not by yourself. I mean, there were strong biblical men that dealt with the same thing, uh, and, I, and I did that through the message, uh, which I thought would um, help people to see that they're not alone. Not only the people that we know, but that people we read about dealt with the same thing. And uh, one thing I said, you know, it's most people want to do the right thing and they try to do the right thing. But sometimes because of our natural weaknesses and the uh, opposition against us, sometimes we just get overwhelmed um, by things and we can't do it and we give up. But you don't want to give up. And that's why Paul was encouraging them. And I do know that he had just talked to them about spiritual things, about good and evil and doing right. And the fact that doing right is not always the easiest thing to do, but it's always the right thing to do. And he was dealing with that. And he told them after telling them what they shouldn't do. And then he said, but don't get weary in doing good. Let them know that they're going to um, gain the prize. And this is one of the things I said one of the things to help you with that is take your energy and effort off your problem and your pain and put your mind on his promise and the prize. And that will give you encouragement and motivation. Also says you got to be careful because you can't do everything. Uh, most of us take on too many tasks. We have too many irons in the fire. Uh, we're overcommitted. We're trying to do too much. You can't You're not Superman, and you've got to look at some of the things you're doing. And if you would take what we had just talked about with the why of your what, you'll probably find out that some of the what's will go away, and that'll free you up. See, you got so many things going on that you are bombarded and overwhelmed by the pressures of them because they stress stress you out and they strip you of your time and your energy and your and you get tired sometimes and most things you're doing not really appreciated um and we do like to be appreciated that's just naturally the way we are we want to feel appreciated and sometimes people don't appreciate you're doing good but paul says do good anyway because you're gonna reap the rewards of it if you don't quit we talked about being overcommitted. That's one of the main things that leads to burnout because you got too much going on. You can't do it all. You weren't designed to do it all. You got to pick the best things to do. And if you do a few things well, then you'll make a big impact in, in the world, your footprint of the world that you're in. And that's what's important. You got to have a plan. 
So there's four things I want you to take from that. Um, you got to be intentional. So you got to have a goal, a purpose. But in that, you got to make a plan. And that plan don't just happen. There's preparation. Um, but you got to be patient. You got to be patient. What you say, uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. And then you got to persevere. Just keep, just go ahead, persevere. Don't stop. Don't stop. You'll never get to where you need to go if you stop. So don't stop. Uh, it was a saying, there's one old deacon at the church. I'll ask him, how's he doing? He'll say, I'm moving slow, but I'm moving though. And that's the deacon at the church. I know it's a repeating thing, but my most recent tattoo is a Nipsey Hussle lyric. It says, stick to the script until the scene switch. Okay. So you got to keep going. I mean, you got to keep doing what you're going to do. Eventually, it's going to switch. Eventually, that apartment going to turn into that house. Eventually, yeah. that Honda going to turn into that Benz and, and your bank account. But that 1000 is going to turn into 100000 But you got to stick to the script. You can't go off script. No. I think a, a common theme amongst all of this is actually self. Because you said a lot of people do things and they get burnt out because they stretch themselves thin. Mm -hmm. And they do things that aren't really motivated or pushed by positive and pure intentions. They're doing things for recognition, for appreciation. Yeah. Yep. And you said, uh, it was so funny, and I always say it because I've seen it, is you're your own worst enemy. You joked and you said, we give Satan way too much free advertisement. <laughs> we give Satan way too much free promo and too much credit. The devil is busy. The devil's doing this. The devil did that. The devil is tempting me. No, you did that. You put yourself in this position. You made the choices, and you dealing with the consequences. It's not the devil. Listen, it's just a bad decision, and we've all made them, and we're going to make some more. Just own it. That's the thing. And, and a lot of people's mental illness and a lot of the stress that we deal with is our running from owning it. Yeah. We, we, we don't want to own up to the fact that we are ultimately responsible for our position. Anything that's bad, we put ourselves in that bad place. The things that we want to be doing, we could be doing, but we don't do them. Therefore, now you got anxiety. Now you're feeling weary. Now you got coping mechanisms. Now you're doing things that you that are taking you further away from what you want to actually be doing. You really just got to own up and say, look, I'm about to get out my own way. Yeah. You yeah. got to say, I'm about get to get out, out my own way. way and forget about everything that happened that I don't need to cope with nothing else no more. Because if I keep coping, I'll never start doing. I'll never go get that million dollars if I'm still finding coping mechanisms for that thousand I lost. Yep. Forget about that thousand and go work towards your million. That's a, a, a good place to, to wrap it up, you know? Patience, perseverance, and good intentions take you to the promised land. And then you got a plan. It's not just going to happen. Planning. Planning is, is, is key. Planning, preparation, patience. And perseverant. Just hang in there. This was another great episode of A Product of Proverbs. This episode on intention. This is episode three. Intention. Write your what's. What do you want? And then write your why's. Yeah. Why do you want them? And, and then your how. How are you going to get them? Here we go. Well, 
Um, that's a wrap. Thank y'all again for joining us. And we'll be back next week with hopefully more nuggets of wisdom to share with the world. Um, y'all take this week and and continue building your empire. Uh, take this week, continue praying, continue waiting, and continue working. And we'll be back next week.